0: I need this race. I need to win. So buckle up. Will I ever find the one to deserve? How will I know it's her? She'll be your sister. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ghouls Magazine podcast, a podcast that looks at horror through the female perspective. I'm your host today, Arielle Powershab, senior contributor and admin assistant for Ghouls Magazine. Every month, we do a little wrap up of some of our recent watches and what we've been enjoying lately. So, today, we're going to be talking about some of the the horror that has been bringing us our smiles lately. And I am joined by two lovely Ghouls Mag contributors. Elizabeth Bishop. Oh, God, sorry, Liz. Elizabeth Bishop <laughs> and Sarah Miles. How are you both doing today? Good, thank you. How are yeah. you? Yeah, doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, So it's at the time of recording, it's early August. Mm-hmm. And in the US, that's when Halloween stuff starts to be in stores.
1: Yes, so and I'm so jealous. <laughs> it's a lot
0: of fun um so this weekend I started my quest going around to the different stores and seeing what kind of Halloween stuff they had out and I did buy some of it but I have to save some energy and some money because this is going to be a long Halloween season and I know I'm going to need to get more but that really made me happy this weekend seeing jack-o'-lanterns and creepy things in the middle of like a lovely tj maxx by the pillows that say home sweet home and then there's like a vampire bat ghost light up
1: thing (laughs) It's like, oh, so it's, T, it's TJ Max over there, but it's TK it Max here. It's yeah, weird. I don't know why it's weird. But um, I actually did watch a video the other day of them. Um, they've they're setting out the Halloween stuff at Disneyland. Mm. So all of the Mickey pumpkins and like Minnie dressed as a little vampire is like <laughs> this year, and she looks so cute. Um, just all of that stuff, and it's just like want I I and. Me and my brothers um, and uh, my sister-in-law are going to Disneyland Paris for Halloween this year. Oh wow! That's amazing.
2: So, jealous.
1: so it's like what's well, like the weekend just before Halloween. It's like a couple of days before, so yeah. we'll get all the vibes. Not quite on the day though, alas. But um, there'll still be like the parade and stuff.
2: Yeah, that'll be amazing. I hate it over here because they're just sort of. I feel like Halloween just gets skipped, and they just go straight to Christmas. from From like the beginning of October, Christmas decorations start to come out,
0: hmm. and I think
2: oh. the schools are always screaming, "Like, where are the
0: pumpkins?"
1: Hundred percent. It really is just kind of like like it feels like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, like we are just like, <laughs> and and also it's like coordinating, like like saying like, "Oh, I saw some stuff here. Quick, check it out before it all goes."
2: <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely been a few messages in a few of my group chats straight away being like I saw a pumpkin in TK Maxx today like go check it out but <laughs> like you say it just this it's so minimal that by the time you sort of manage to get in there most of it's gone mm. just devastating well
0: if you ever want to visit me in the U.S. and it between like august and november <laughs> i'll take you to all the shops with all the halloween stuff
1: i'd have to bring an empty suitcase <laughs> just about to say yeah,
0: that for sure
1: they <laughs> ship internationally and keep the
2: rest of your suitcase free just to bring it <laughs>
0: pretty much <laughs> yeah oh. so i'm doing great because apparently beginning of august we're starting the halloween season and i i don't mind and i realize that means I have to let the people who really like Christmas, I have to let them start super early too. If mm-hmm. they let me start Halloween now, so like I'm on board. Do whatever thing brings you a little bit of joy. Yes,
1: 100%.
0: <laughs> and speaking of a little bit of joy. So we're going to talk about what we've been watching lately and hopefully what has been bringing us little creepy joy. Sarah, <laughs> what have you been enjoying lately? Or well, not enjoying, I guess.
1: Oh no, no, no. like I I mean the Major thing I want to talk about I have definitely been enjoying. So um, anyone who knows me knows that I am big into uh, watching like 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 big into Japanese culture, watching anime, movies, reading manga. And there's this series. Uh, so it's it's kind of funny because I'm talking about both the anime series and a live action movie of the same thing that have just happened to come out at the same time, okay. and it's called Zom 100 Bucket List of the Dead. And the okay. basic story is this guy, he works for a really exploitive company. Like, he's worked there for three years, constant overtime. He's barely allowed to leave home. They're, it's bullying. Like, he is literally just like, oh, man, if this train barrier wasn't in the way, I wouldn't have to go to work tomorrow. And then he, he just, he sees the world in black and white. He, he, he is a zombie. Mm-hmm. And then... But then one day the actual zombie apocalypse happens, and he takes this as the opportunity to actually start living for himself kind of thing. He's like, I don't have to go to work anymore. This is brilliant. <laughs> and then, and so he's just like, he makes a list, a bucket list of the dead. He's, and he's like, okay, these are all the things I want to do, and I'm going to do them. I'm going to just live every day now for what I want. And like, it's just, it's like, the film is 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 good and fun. It's a Netflix film, you can catch it on there. Um, but the anime is just so kind of bright and frenetic, like there really there is genuinely like the color like in the animation, there is genuinely a moment where the colour comes back into it as he's kind of realizing that he doesn't have to go to work anymore. And it's, it's just and he just kind of like he rips the screen apart into a bigger aspect ratio and he's just bursting with joy. And it's 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 kind of like it's so weird to say that like a zombie series is like super upbeat and life affirming. But it is. It's just like each time I, I finish an episode, I'm kind of pumped up. And but it does still do the very genuine kind of zombie moments as well. There's a bit where he's um he's he's run out of beer. Um, so he's shimmying down the pole to go to the convenience store and there's some of his neighbours and he's like, hey, I'm just running to the store. Do you want me to get anything for you? Um, and when he comes back, he's like, hey, guys, I'm back. And And the whole flat is just covered in blood and smashed and you, and you just kind of have a moment like, oh, oh, yeah, this is, this is very much still a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. But it's just like the main character is so positive and the animation is great is great the music's great they do this kind of crazy thing where a lot of the viscera is multicolored mm. which was possibly done mm-hmm. to get around kind of like censorship of showing too much blood on tv yeah. but it just kind of adds to it and yeah like i said like animation great music great it's got these like really kind of like again that get you kind of pumped up opening and ending theme songs and it's only um, been a few episodes of the anime, but like if it keeps kind of on the track, it is gonna it is probably gonna be one of the anime of the year. And I mean, horror in anime is really hard to do. Yes, um, it's it's just like I mean, I don't think I've ever seen an anime that's managed to be scary. And I know, I mean, like like big uh, obviously uh, um, unsurprisingly I'm a big Jinji Ito fan mm-hmm, and a lot mm-hmm. of the attempts to make that um, like to try and translate his works in, into animation or live action haven't been the best there is this really bad film of Gyo, Tokyo Fish Attack basically all these marine animals come out of the sea on tiny mecha- on these mechanical legs and attack people <laughs> <laughs> That sounds oh, okay. ridiculous. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it does. But but like the film version, it's yeah, it's it's not that great. <laughs> but um, but yes, no, Zone One Hundred Bucket List of the Dead, absolutely adore it. And like I said, not like movies fun, movie a little bit silly, but um movies fun, movies a great time, but I would like I think it suffers from the fact that the anime is airing at the same time and is just absolutely bursting with life.
0: So is the movie a part of the series somehow? Because I know sometimes anime will do that. Like start with the movie and then pick up the series or watch the first season and then there's a movie. Are they connected?
1: Um, not really, no. It, it, okay. is, it is honestly just like really weird timing in that there's this film adaptation at the same time as... Okay. Um, so they do cover similar ground, but obviously the movie's more condensed because it's a two-hour movie as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, kind of like a series so there's like going to be differences um from the source material but um Mm -hmm. but yeah no I I I don't know it it is just very weird timing
0: (laughs) I was looking it up because I haven't heard of it and Sarah I always love talking about anime with you because I think I know my anime and then I talk to you and I'm like oh I don't know shit (laughs) (laughs) um uh, there, it's a studio called Bug, which I guess is relatively new, and I don't know anything else by them, so that's kind of exciting to me because usually th- it's,
1: you know, I one of the big think ones. The director least. did a series recently that was quite popular called uh, Comey Can't Communicate," which is about this shy girl. It's it's really weird. She's really shy, but everyone in the school loves her. It's weird. Okay. Um, and then there's like this one loser boy who's who's like the one person she can talk to, and she's trying to get his help to make friends it's like cute high school rom-com i i've read like one volume of the manga but i haven't seen the anime but um yeah i haven't really heard of the studio before but i mean this is because there's been a few kind of zombie anime Mm -hmm. um (laughs) high school of the dead which um as much as i generally like to say i don't believe in saying you have a guilty pleasure because you like what you like no no High School of the Dead <laughs> is my guilty pleasure. It is trash. It is utter trash, but I enjoy it so much. It is I nothing, it is nothing but boobs and blood. Um, like at one point, literally, a guy shoots a sniper rifle and it goes between the jiggles of a girl's boobs as she's doing a backflip. It oh, is anime <laughs> utter trash. <laughs> um, and then school live, which is like A real kind of like, it's like very cute girls doing cute things. But there is a zombie apocalypse happening outside. And one of the girls is, she's basically, her mind has broken and she thinks everything's normal. And so the other girls in her group try to essentially keep that going for her. Oh, God. So it's cute girls doing cute things with a whole heap of just psychological trauma.
0: (laughs) And there's a dog. (laughs) we love i mean we love that cute <laughs> girls psychological trauma dogs yeah. like those are all the ghouls interests
2: <laughs> just, yeah just describing all of my favorite things to be honest <laughs> oh
0: well, that sounds awesome um i'm always looking for horror anime so Mm. Yeah. yeah so
1: the um like i said the film uh a on 100 live action film that is on netflix and you can uh, find the anime series on crunchyroll which is an anime streaming site
0: oh it's a live action film
1: oh yeah the film's live action that's the, interesting
0: um
1: uh anime is an anime story yeah um yeah no the film's yeah. live action um uh netflix original i think
0: Translating anime to live action or manga to live action is not always successful.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hit and miss. I mean, there was the recent Cowboy Bebop series. um, But then upcoming, you've got a series of One Piece, which is this comedic pirate manga that has been going on since 1997. And it's still running, the manga. Isn't it the longest running I yeah. think, so. like I think so, quite possibly, but maybe that,
0: Berserk is longer. It's one of the longest. It's
1: definitely one of them. But like the trailer for that looks really good and fun, and looks like they're really. So, yeah, I think live action anime um, is probably more miss than hit. But yeah. hey, I'll give it a go. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll always try it. So, what else have you been watching?
1: Uh, well, I have also. Uh, This is something for ghouls. I've watched the new Children of the Corn film. (laughs) Mm. Which I believe this is the ninth or tenth Children of the Corn film. How have there been that many?
0: (laughs) Is it a remake of the first one? Or is it like a requel
1: thing? It's kind of neither. It's like, I guess, a reimagining okay because it's not the same town as the original story or the original film um and i guess their big thing is okay you know all right Uh, did you guys see the newer pet cemetery yes
2: i haven't no
1: um well, it's basic- Basically, in the new Pet Sematary, they changed a major detail from the original Pet Cemetery, shall yes. we say, yes. um, concerning a certain ca- something that happens to a certain character. Yep. Well, they do a very similar thing in Children of the Corn. So instead of an evil little boy, it's an evil little girl. Okay. Um, so you have like this town. Their corns going bad. They've got like they're getting a su- su- subsidiary it's called or something um basically the government's going to pay them to not to burn all the corn okay and evil little girl's like oh no but 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 mysterious entity lives in the corn so we're going to kill all the adults okay as you do um (laughs) and then there are these teens the town is like there's like four teenagers in this town, and they're just kind of like standing there in in kind of in between the adults who were getting killed and the kids who were doing the killing and It's just like, well, what do we do? Is <laughs> it like no one in the film has a normal reaction to things, and i I mean one thing I will say is apparently the production was at the very be- beginning of the pandemic, so who knows mm-hmm. how much they had to change things up. In sure. order to, you know, deal with that, mm-hmm. but yeah, then oh, there's also some very bad CGI. Oh. The uh, the corn monster looks like Groot's hillbilly cousin.
0: Oh no, that's not the good. The fact that there is a corn monster is yeah. very far off the mark of the original Children of the Corn.
2: I was going to say I will admit I don't think I've watched Children of the Corn. I know that I've only watched the first one. Same. Don't think I've watched it since I was a child. So to be honest, I can't really remember what happens. But I was just about to say I don't remember a monster. But
1: it, it, there's something. kind of like there's there's like a sinister cloud in the original. Oh, okay. Which yeah. all right, I I guess a corn monster is better than a sinister cloud. Maybe. Mm, maybe not. I Don't
0: know. I don't like that choice. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I
1: feel like no no CGI corn monster is is better. Full stop. Yeah,
0: probably not.
1: A... Um, but I,
0: yeah. I'm not a big fan of Children of the Corn. I mean, I've seen the first one, and I haven't seen any of the sequels. But I think the first one just isn't that interesting. And that's just me. Like, and I'm a big Stephen King fan, so I don't. That's surprising to me. But um, it's like.
1: This is all a concept I think could really work. Yes, like,
0: and I the like ho- the story. The, yeah, the uh,
1: novella, or short
0: story, or whatever it is.
1: Yeah, the, the 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 short story was, I believe, actually one of the first Stephen King stories I ever read mm. uh, when I was a teenager. But yeah, there's there's just kind of like this is a concept that could really work. It is very much kind of like Midwest folk horror. Yep. you know, if you really played into that, if you like, it could make for a really interesting kind of slow burn mm-hmm. with the kids and things just getting more and more sinister and building up to the hey, let's kill all the adults massacre. Mm-hmm. But no, and the problem with this one also, it does a lot of telling rather than showing. Oh, um, okay, yeah, and. Uh, even even when the killing starts, like uh, one guy gets his eyes gouged out with a sickle, oh, kind of fun. Okay, but yeah, that's about that's about. Oh, someone gets ripped in half, but again, that's that's full CGI, and it's that was kind of like ooh. Hmm.
2: Yeah, I feel like if you're gonna do a film where like the story isn't that strong or there isn't like that much to it. Then at least give us some like really good kills.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah, at least let us see people like really
0: suffer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, I want someone to go into farm equipment, Dag Nabbit.
0: Yeah. yeah, what about a thresher? What about yeah. a someone get their own a thresher
1: or something?
0: Yeah, that'd be I'll messed up. Scary farm equipment. That's Yeah. So or like uh, yeah. you know blood through the irrigation sprinklers let me see that Ooh,
1: that would especially oh there is a there is a bit like the best bit um, is like um a teenage girl she walks over to some of the kids and they've killed a pig and are painting the roots of the corn with its blood and generally oh. i was like okay that's a pretty freaky concept but again she just does not have any kind of reaction to this other than kind of like a well, this is weird. Uh, so, could you do me this favour? And I'm just like, no, the, the correct response to this is. Report? What them? the frick?
2: <laughs> I might be funny, but I would be reporting these children. Any children that are killing animals with their bare hands are destined to, like, Jeffrey Dahmer it. So,
1: report yeah. The media and way. painting things with blood. <laughs> like, right. it's like. That's no, not no, no my dear. This is this is not the reaction you should be having right now. Is 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 a bit more than just kind of like, oh, this is creepy. Like in a quiet way, you should be like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So.
0: What I'm hearing is we should look forward to a five-star review. Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, I mean, as I've said about most films I've seen this year, it's no Pope's Exorcist, but then what is?
0: <laughs> oh, I still need to see the Pope's yeah, Exorcist. I'm not
2: seeing it either. It's
1: genuinely, really fun. <laughs> I awesome.
2: think my my issue with that is it's, my issue with that isn't even that it like looks. Dreadful. It's just I don't tend to like anything that's the something exorcism or the exorcist of something, and when it's like priests and you know God's gonna save someone, and that that's like my least favorite subgenre. Okay, I I, I would struggle with it anyway.
1: I can understand that, and like I mean, I do have particular pet peeves when it comes to exorcism and religious horror um one of them is when they treat catholicism and anglicanism as the same thing as like interchangeable um that because it's just like there's a whole reformation that says why that's not the case (laughs) um and then oh the upside down cross thing like like the cross on the wall slowly turning upside down i that is (laughs) such a pet peeve of mine and i'm like oh no it's well, it's like because an upside down cross is is the, that's the pope's cross yeah so you've made it, you've made yeah yeah it's it's called um i want to say St paul's cross and it is like the official symbol of the pope For, i didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> so i've i have never really so it's like oh the upside down, oh i'm just like eh <laughs> it's not really a thing um Interesting. But, but yeah, no, bad bad exorcism films are, like, some of the worst. Yeah,
2: I just feel like I've – it feels bad to say this because I know that normies say this about all horror, but I feel like with exorcism films, like, you've seen one, you've seen them all. They tend to have, like, the same basic formula, you know, that no one believes that it's possession – then they contact the church, and the church doesn't believe it's possession. And then the, they the see priest them.
1: having a crisis of faith.
2: Yes, priest. Yes, and then they they see the body all contorted and speaking in tongues, and then they realise it really is a possession. And then they do the whole exorcism thing, and I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm a very strong atheist, and religion just does not sit well with me anyway. That I hate anything that paints the Catholic Church as like the heroes and god saved us and things like that it
1: just it's just not my vibe i mean i mean it's like when it comes to exorcism films it's like after the exorcist like where do you where do you go from there exactly just leave it be it's like that the last exorcism a case can be made for but that's basically it
0: i like the last exorcism so Mm. i actually as you were describing the formula liz i was like yeah that's true but i just like that formula (laughs) Yeah, um, I think
2: if you do like that formula, then it does then actually it can work, work because right. I like the you know the naughties teen, a group of teenagers get together, they go somewhere remote, a serial killer starts slashing them up. There's a I fun. love that. I like I like that formula.
1: Yeah, but there I, there that is a Children of the cool. Corn sequel yeah. that follows that formula okay. with the teens. There's exactly. like a bunch I'm of teens go into like they end up in the town. Yeah. um i think i think ava mendez is in is in that one oh, and she jumps into a flaming grain silo oh, oh there so. you go yeah. There's, there was also another one of the sequels that like the trailer had that early 2000s music video directing
0: yes yes you know, that's my <laughs> favorite That's my <laughs> favorite thing <laughs>
1: And I was like, "Oh wow, what?" Because I I just watched all the I watched all the trailers of the sequels. I was like, "I'm I'm not going to look into these too closely." And it really was just like a bit of a journey through uh, horror trends.
0: (laughs) I might just find that one, whatever that one is, and just watch that one. (laughs) I love this, Sarah. Was there any other thing that you wanted to mention that you? Well,
1: I mean, actually, really. The ex- exorcism talk was a good uh, segue because I have started watching the Exorcist TV series, <laughs> Ooh, okay. um, and um, I've I've only watched uh, about three episodes, and so far, really enjoying it. Um, one actor in it, uh, Ben Daniels, is so good; like he, like I'm. Is I that think Father I said, Thomas? Uh, no, 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 not Father Thomas. Although he is delightful. <laughs> it's um, Marcus, Father Marcus.
0: <laughs> I mean, Marcus could also get it.
1: but um no i am enjoying it although gina davis's character it's it's like her daughter's been moody and stays in her room and she's like i need to get a priest to see her i'm like really lady we we have not seen anything that indicates there's something supernatural going on with your daughter but you are just instantly like she needs a priest Mm -hmm. um it feels like there should be some steps in between those (laughs) but um no i i am really enjoying it and um i did really like the moment in the first episode where they started playing tubular bells like Uh,
0: uh, i can't help it if i hear tubular bells i get super excited yeah it's one (laughs) of those
1: tunes. i mean like um another one for me not horror but like the legend of zelda theme when i hear that oh hell yeah yeah (laughs) let's go (laughs) um
0: that's so cute (laughs) i've seen the first season of the exorcist tv show and it's really good i think stick with it sarah um i think you'll end up really appreciating the first season i haven't watched the second season yet but i plan to and it's good i mean i like the exorcism tropes Mm -hmm. so i'm here for it
1: It's, it's like that's the thing it's like when you have like um like a particular set of tropes or a formula that you really enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love my found footage. um, Right. kind of thing. So when when you kind of like get the things and you see like the familiar things, it's like, ah, it's comfortable. It's like, ah, yes, here we go. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, you're going to do the thing now. (laughs) Yay. I feel like
2: maybe I would enjoy it more in a series, though, because I guess part of the reason that I don't love it as much in a film, you know, when you're talking like an hour and 30 minutes, You don't really get to know. You tend to you tend to come in when the person's already possessed, when they've just been possessed. So it's kind of like normally, you know, if it's a child, I can sort of look at it and be like, "Oh, that's sad." Like a child's been taken over. You know, Mm -hmm. if you if you like kids, if that's what you're into, but (laughs) i I like to. I want to feel something for the person that's like suffering. If, if it's mm-hmm. a film like that like I feel like I'm meant to really feel sorry for them and I want you know it's meant to be this like big moment when like their faith pulls them through and things like that but I just I don't get it from those films whereas I feel like if I was watching a series and maybe I'd sort of got to know like said if I'm assuming it's like a family like you said like a, a daughter yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you have like a
1: family with two daughters right? then you also have yeah. like the young priest uh yeah, father Tomas
2: to know them a bit more and yeah. like Actually cared about them and when the creepy stuff started happening i'd feel a bit more like oh no they're in danger i don't
1: I know mean, i mean th- i mean no that's fair and also i mean when i first saw the original exorcist like it did kind of surprise me how long it took to get to the actual kind of demon stuff in a mm-hmm, way because mm-hmm. um, so much of it really was just kind of building the characters yeah and that's what makes that like one of the things that makes that film so effective really Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. fact that you spend so much time with the characters before much even happens
0: yeah Yeah. when I was I don't know if you've heard this story before but um one day when I was eight years old I was homesick from school and my dad was watching me he's supposed to be watching me god bless (laughs) him and uh I watched The Exorcist and The Shining Oh my gosh. and when <laughs> my mom got home from work she was pissed she okay. was like how did this happen on your watch so the exorcist scares the shit out of me to this day probably because i shouldn't have been watching it and also i don't know how i had access to those movies like i don't really remember anything other than being terrified so wow. maybe that's why i like the the exorcism type films yeah, that would have
2: traumatized me as a child, I think.
0: The shining, yeah.
2: not so much, because I think that a lot of the shining is psychological, but the exorcist definitely would have frightened the life out of me.
1: Yeah. Well, one of my brothers, uh, he's a teacher, and he once showed the exorcist uh, to some students. They were like six, one age, so it was all fine. Um, and they showed it in two halves, and the first first half they were like, oh this isn't scary. What the heck is mm. this? And then the next half and some of them had to leave. But he's always said that he just finds that movie funny. No way. It's hard
2: to say what <laughs> different people find scary though. Isn't oh it no, absolutely I mean he he's
1: he's not a horror guy. No. But uh yeah it's just it's always the fact that he uh, describes that movie as a comedy has always greatly amused me. <laughs> yeah. But I mean saying about like what other people find scary, I don't find the shining scary. Like I, like I first watched that I was 16 like watching it on late night tv and it did nothing for me
2: it does nothing for me either I feel like I'm gonna get killed for this but I actually <laughs> I, I found it really boring oh no when same. I,
1: it, I was just like, like not a lot happens <laughs> it's it's just like I'm it's just true. like oh, so- Jack Nicholson is so crazy from the get-go that there's no kind of like decline or anything that you don't really get the feel like he's descending into evil. He could grab that axe from scene one kind of thing. Like there's no tension there. And I mean, Doctor Sleep did a lot of repairing for me for The Shining. Like it helped me kind of like, one thing I always say is that Doctor Sleep kind of became a bridge between Kubrick and King for me yes like it it softened a lot of my feelings towards the shining
2: yeah i definitely prefer doctor sleep again a bit controversial
1: oh no i adore it like absolute heart hands for that movie
2: i thought that was genuinely creepy and disturbing mm. and it's the only time i've ever watched a film i th- well probably until speak no evil but um it's the only time that i've watched a film with a child in it and sorry to spoil it for anyone but when they're about to kill that little boy
0: number 19
2: i, I literally had tears in my eyes i was like i've seen until until they physically did it i was like they're not going to kill this kid they're not going to kill this kid they're not going to oh, kill yeah. this poor innocent child that they've literally just ripped away from his parents mm-hmm it
1: mortified me
2: they don't hold
1: back in that scene as well like awful it's like, i think they maybe add a couple more shots in the director's cut but yeah. other than that that scene is pretty much the same but it it's really is rough. just like so
0: holy crap like I go for it and i love mike flanagan for that me too i love mike oh yeah. Flanagan. The, I that's mean, that's absolute, absolute like,
1: Flannery fan. Like, yes,
0: all of us. We're the Flanner fan club. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> could be. Let's not start there. <laughs> um, Sarah, was there anything else you wanted to mention? Um,
1: not really. Um, okay. I did see Cobweb. Um, yes. which that's I, right. I you enjoyed. went to a screening. Yes. Um, which I enjoyed. Like, nice. It wasn't kind of like, uh super scary but it was very halloween vibes it's set around halloween so and it kind of had that kind of what we might call like a gateway horror feel so kind of like one of those films that you'd watch when you're just getting into horror i love that it it's like i could see this being kind of like a watch with like watch around halloween time watch when you just want to be in a bit of a spooky vibe um there are some absolutely beautiful shots and um lizzie Kaplan, like as the mum in it is and oh what's the guy playing the dad um anthony Starr, the, the homelander guy i don't watch the boys um yeah no they are great as the parents in it just like these guys are freaking insane
2: yes also not horror so we won't talk about it but 100 percent, watch the boys it is perfect tv
1: i, I do have an affection for jack Wade. <laughs> I, I i don't know what it is just i'm just like oh yeah you
2: <laughs> oh well you'll love him even more if you watch the boys because that was the first thing that i watched him in and now i i can see him as nothing but um i can't remember what his character is in that i was gonna say richie but that's him in scream isn't it <laughs> <laughs> huey huey
1: ah, okay
2: huey i the think the first thing
1: i saw him in was uh tragedy girls Oh, yes, I love Tragedy oh, Girls. I love Tragedy Girls. <laughs>
0: <sighs> Tragedy Girls is one of those movies I want to like. I really want to like it. And it just does, it doesn't land for me. But really for everybody want. else, I'm like, yeah, you go love it.
2: That's hilarious. It's me. I thought you'd really like that.
0: I th- Me too. Doesn't it sound like exactly my shit? Yeah. But I just feel nothing when I watch it. Hmm. It's, it it's might awesome. be a me problem. It's probably a me problem.
1: I don't I know. I mean, there's always those films that kind of like... You're like this sounds perfect for me, and then you watch it, and it just doesn't yeah. like just doesn't vibe, and yeah, you know, that happens. Yeah, but everybody
0: loves Tragedy Girls, so I'm like, you know what? Good for Tragedy Girls. I think I just like that they're really unlikable.
2: They really are, and I love that like, for them. And yeah, I still weirdly root for them. I, d- I don't, I don't know. Do I? Absolutely.
1: I also love just how. Petty they are with some of their victims. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> I just there feel like they encapsulate like petty, bitchy teenage girls who just yeah. aren't smart enough to know like anything about life. So, like you say, they do they pick people for stupid reasons. They really do. And everyone's just disposable, and it doesn't like nothing matters to them. And I like that it doesn't get to the end. And again, I, I won't spoil it, but you know, it, it doesn't sort of. It doesn't end how you think it's going to end. There's yeah. no big, great right story behind it, or big, you know, message. It's just them being little cows.
0: <laughs> there is one shot in the movie that I really appreciate because it must be an homage to *Cannibal Holocaust*. Like it must be.
1: Oh, the flagpole.
0: Uh, yeah. And I was like. <gasps> I, did, I was like the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the TV, you know, when I saw it. So I love that.
1: Oh, I, never th- I actually never thought of that before.
0: No, I mean either. Well, that's, you know, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about when I'm watching Tragedy Girls Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> it's
1: Cannibal Holocaust. Oh, boy. I mean, some days you do just end up thinking about Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah, it's, it's just true. one of those things.
0: It's like once a week, maybe. <laughs> I swear one of
1: these days I am going to watch that the whole of that movie. I watched pieces of it, but I've never watched it from beginning to end. One day I swear I will, though.
0: I might not, and I feel okay about it.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't think it's one for me. I have watched, I know it's like not a direct remake, and many people will say it's nowhere near as good, but I have watched The Green Inferno. Okay. And that was quite enough for me. So I don't need (laughs) to see.
1: We maybe leave a uh, cannibal yeah. holocaust to Zoe and uh, some of you the know. more extreme ghouls. Yeah.
0: I was thinking of Zoe's going to be editing this episode and she's going to be so disappointed in us. But...
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Right,
0: it's the worst. <laughs> well, Liz, what have you been watching?
2: Okay, so I'm going to start with one. I think Sarah's seen it. I can't remember if you've seen it, Ariel um I went to the cinema two weeks ago to see Talk to Me Ah, I have not yet okay well I would not spoil it because it's only been out it's very new over here anyway um so I would never I would never spoil it for anybody but yeah I went to see that in the cinema um and I absolutely loved every second of it um It's the new A24 horror. It's done by these brothers, Danny and Michael Philippu, I think you pronounce it. They're Australian. They're, like, ex-YouTubers, and from my brief knowledge, I think they used to do sort of, like, scare pranks maybe or something on YouTube. Something Um, like that. I'd never heard of them before. No, I hadn't either, so apologies to any big fans of theirs that I've just lied about but i'm pretty sure that was something like what they used to do um but it's basically like this group of kids and they get hold of this hand and when you hold the hand and say talk to me they sort of get these like visions of creepy dead people and things and then they can sort of allow it to use their body as like a host for like I think it's like 90 seconds or something yeah
1: it's it's 90 seconds otherwise they want to stay
2: (laughs) um and that's not spoilers because that's all like in the trailer that's literally the whole premise there's a lot more to it um a lot more like around the the main character and her family and her best friend and their family and it's just it's super creepy there's some really good jump scares but it's not all jump scares there's a lot of like tension and a lot of a lot more oh I don't want to give too much away but it was just a lot harder to watch than I thought it was gonna be okay I
1: thought,
2: I thought it was again I sort of went in with the whole like possession thing in mind thinking mm, I don't know if I'm gonna love this if it's gonna go that sort of route it definitely took a turn and didn't go where i thought it was gonna go um but yeah super fun has like that really good australian sense of humor where they can sort of put laughs in there but without breaking the tension so it doesn't you know it's not like a horror comedy where you sort of laugh in one minute and then sort of kind of a little bit tense about something else it really keeps that tension up to level 100 but also you find yourself sort of grinning at a few things they say and the way they talk to each other and stuff
1: um one thing that that kind of cracked me up was the way that you know when these kids start playing around with this horrific object that lets you see ghosts they're getting out their phones to record it yes like i'm like you little shits yes
2: (laughs) it's very like what generation are they? Is it Gen Z? That, uh, I don't know. I'm a millennial. What's the next one? Whatever. <laughs> the next one is Gen Z. Yeah. I think Gen Z, yeah. yeah. It's very Gen Z of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, even like it's got a great opening that had, you know, everyone in my screening gasping out loud. Oh, yeah. A few moments where I really almost couldn't watch, where I was flinching and being like, oh, God. Um yeah, just highly, highly recommend. If you can see it in the cinema, definitely do it. The sound design is insane. Um, and, I, yeah, it's just so much fun with the crowd. I really wish that I'd been in, like, a massive cinema because I watched it in quite a small screen. But, yeah, loved it. A24 mm. strike again.
1: I mean, I'm, I'm really, really so very happy that you enjoyed it that much i was maybe a little Mm -hmm. cooler on it but i think i suffered from the hype machine with it i think it's one that i'm going to revisit and kind of like take in a bit better Mm -hmm. um but no i i definitely agree about the sound design and there's also some camera work in it that's just like whoa (laughs)
2: Yeah. But you
1: could not pay me to touch the creepy hand.
2: <laughs> oh no. And this is the thing, like I came out of the cinema and the person that I was with was like, oh, do you feel a bit like creeped out now? And I was like, kind of, but also no, because I know for a fact that there's no chance in hell that I would put myself in that situation. Exactly. Is never gonna happen to me. Because I wouldn't even be in the same room as the creepy hand, let alone Absolutely holding it, not. touching it. Bringing forward the spirits, no, 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 no. it's like when yeah, keep w- that shit to yourself. I will be at home in the same. We're at a
1: party. Like if we were all at a party and they and someone's like, "Hey, let's get out the dead hand and talk to dead people," we're like, "Goodbye." Yes. <laughs> we're Seriously. gonna go in the other room and play Twister. <laughs> we're
0: gonna go <laughs> sing karaoke. <Rock>. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> no, I'm the same way. Like I don't mess around. You won't even find like a Ouija board themed. Oh placemat in my house uh, like i won't say anybody's name in front of a mirror nope. like nothing like that and some of my friends tease me about it but i'm like here's the thing if you don't fuck around you won't find out Absolutely. if we fuck around we might find out and i don't want to
1: 100 percent with you there
0: <laughs> i'm not i'm not curious to
2: know no i'll I'll know when i die That's yep fine. yep i want to be...
0: know what's beyond i'll nope. get there one day it's fine Sometimes dead is better. I internalized that message from dead in the pet cemetery.
1: Uh, sometimes dead is better. Sarah, I, 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 I,
0: apologize.
1: <laughs> I was just saying, <laughs> I apologize to the people of Maine.
0: No, that was so perfect. That was a perfect Yankee accent. <laughs> Holy shit.
1: No, I loved it.
0: It's perfect. You won't mm-hmm. find me trying to do any type of UK accent. You sure won't. <sighs> oh Mm -hmm. man yeah i'm excited to see talk to me i actually have two people in real life who want to go see it with me which never happens so i'm waiting for them to be available so that we can all go see it together but if they're not available soon i'll just go by myself
2: yeah i definitely think it's worth it okay i mean i i i think i am probably Looking at the ghouls group chat, I think I am probably the most keen on it. I know that, Sarah, you liked it a little bit less, and I think Kat also felt the same, like didn't quite love it, and she's seen it a couple of times. Didn't
1: Amber really like it? Yeah, Yeah. Amber really liked it. Which
2: really shocks me because normally Amber and I tend to, (laughs) if I really love something, Amber normally finds it quite boring. And then if she really loves something, I've never heard of it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair like Very like true. amber is like the movie archaeologist she yeah, she is oh yeah she's indiana exactly. jones she just finds things <laughs> and shit. it's amazing i
2: love her so much but yeah i think um you know the things that i tend to really buzz off she's not necessarily uh, there's been a few where i've gone on twitter and been like yes this was great and then i've seen amber post a few minutes later like this is dreadful. Nah. Like everyone's talking about? <laughs> but she's a she's an extreme girly, and I'm not. Yeah,
1: so Ooh, no.
0: That.
1: yeah no, I can't really do the extreme stuff.
0: <laughs> no, we 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 leave that to our other ghouls. Yes, one hundred percent. Liz, what else have you been watching? Um. So this
2: isn't this isn't a film. It's a TV show, and I feel like. People can fight amongst themselves in the comments on whether it's horror, but as a woman, um, I think that there is nothing more horrifying. Um, It's not a new thing, but I am re-watching it from the beginning. Um, I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, That is definitely horror. Definitely.
1: Totally counts.
2: It's one of my all-time favourite TV shows. I think it is genuinely pretty perfect from start to finish and even though I've watched it a couple of times and I've you know I watched it as it came out and I've kept along with all the news about it and all the reviews about it and everything about it and I still watch it back and I'm still shocked at how some of the things are handled and some of the things that the men in it say um It's just, it truly is horror. Yeah. It's like nothing, nothing scares me more than watching The Handmaid's Tale because it just doesn't seem that far off reality. When I look at things like this morning, I saw um, a news outlet had posted that a comedian had like reacted to all the men kicking off about Barbie saying that, you know, they were insecure little men sort of thing. And I had a brief scroll through the comments. I don't know why. I'm a glutton for punishment, obviously. But just some of the disgusting comments on there from men, like, trying and failing to back up their own points and just feeling the need to, like, mindlessly tear down women. And I just thought, God, it's so terrifying how not far off we are to possibly being that way you know if certain men had their way we really would be living at home just with the aim in life to breed and cook and clean and it just yeah it's such a good show um makes me cry almost every episode if it's not Mm -hmm. a terrible thing that's happened to someone it's someone doing something really wonderful and you know sticking it to the man and that makes me cry as well yeah Um, and I just thought I want to come on here and I want to tell anybody who's listening to this who hasn't watched it especially anyone who identifies as female who grew up a woman who is now living as a woman watch The Handmaid's Tale it is brilliant and it will make you very Scared of being a woman, but also in some aspects very proud to be a woman because we put up with some tough shit. And that is my TED
0: talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Um did the handmaid's tale finish? Like is it done?
2: I think there are, I think the filming of the next season is on hiatus because of the strike. Okay, what I read okay. last, but I think the next one is gonna be the last one.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've only watched the first two seasons, but mm. they were incredible, like mm. absolutely incredible. And you think, you know, I knew the premise of the show going into it, like, oh, it's about this, you know, future where these things are happening, and I still couldn't imagine what was coming. No.
2: Yeah, it's not even. It's it's bad when you. Go into a like, I put off watching it for a little while when it first released because you know, the premise is for anyone listening who hasn't watched it the whole premise is that Gilead is this new like state that they've created in America where like men control everything, and each family has like a, a husband and a wife, and then they have like a handmaid, which is essentially just a woman who lives in the house with them and once a month is sexually assaulted in order for them to breed her, basically. Mm -hmm. She lives in the house, she gives them a child, and then the whole process starts again, and they're literally just there to be bred. And I think going into it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can watch a show where someone gets sexually assaulted all the time. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah, The way that it's done it's not it's obviously it's really disturbing but it because it's like a ritual rather than like a a violent attack it's a little bit easier to watch yes despite it still being obviously horrendously disgusting
0: yes it's filmed more like a you know um, almost in like a this is a normal part of our day yeah. type of way yeah so the way it's portrayed on screen is really different than watching like a rape revenge movie yes absolutely mm-hmm. but it just comes to something where watching
2: a woman be raped is genuinely probably the least horrific thing that happens in it like there are so many horrendous things that happen to these women
0: yeah, it's real, real just, bad. Every
2: time you, th- you really need to watch the the later seasons because every I don't time know if it, I can. Every time you think it can't get worse, <laughs> it gets worse, <laughs> and you just like every time you think that someone's really going to get their comeuppance and
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know this is going to be the end for them and they're really going to have to suffer and the main character she's going to get out and it's all going to be great and everything's going to be back to normal. It just oh, it just keeps persisting
1: i haven't seen the show but i did read the book um oh. back at school actually yeah. um yeah we did it for a level Wow, <laughs> um, that's rough. yeah what and, is a level oh sorry. it's like that's um cool. sort of like i guess guess around college age it's like you know you're you're 17 18 when you do a levels okay um But yeah, and and you saying about kind of like the ritual reminded me, because one bit that always stuck out to me was that she's describing the monthly ritual and she kind of describes it as below me, the commander is fucking. Yeah. Like, Mm, kind of like, it describes it in this very kind of mechanical detached way, like just to kind of just drive home that there is nothing... About this, that isn't just like this clinical, or um, not no clinical's not the right word, but like like just sort of like this very dispassion, dispassionate action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there is no emotion to it. It is just no. just just fucking.
2: Yeah, but yeah, it's. I mean, I feel like I've really brought the mood down with this one. I'm sorry, guys. no, no. <laughs> I just think it's aside from it being, you know, quite bleak elizabeth moss is just so incredible like everyone in it's incredible there's not a weak performance it's really beautiful like the some of the music and the songs that they pick for certain moments will literally just have you absolutely sobbing it's just such a good show and i do feel like i don't personally know many people who have watched it so it's one that i always try and say to people you know this is is really worth watching and then when people do get onto it they're like oh my god I can't believe that I've not watched this like Mm -hmm. it's incredible so yeah that's yeah definitely watch it if you have the time to catch up on all the hour-long episodes I think there's about five or six seasons now so it might take a while but
1: I am just the worst of TV shows. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. I still haven't watched Squid Game. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: That's yeah. Amazing, it?
1: No, and and I know, and, and other people have said that, <laughs> but I'm just I'm really bad with TV shows. Like honestly, how I managed to watch all of Midnight Mass kind of baffles yeah. me still. Well, that's but, like a seven-hour um... movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and I was crying for half of it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I am the worst of TV shows, and so. Um, which is actually kind of surprising that I've really gotten into The Exorcist. So, stick with
0: it. please stick with it.
1: I, I'm really going to do my darndest okay. on that.
0: Um, <laughs> at least the first season, because that's yeah. all I can vouch for. So, Squid Game, I didn't finish it either. I really wanted it to be more violent. I agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, like remember. everybody was like, oh, it's like saw, and I was like, great, I'm there. <laughs> and then I was like, what are we doing with all these feelings and emotions? I didn't. Come
1: here You're like, that. don't, don't bring me evocations of sore and and, and serve right. me <laughs> this. Like,
0: how very dare you? I would say <laughs> if you wanted Squid Game to be more violent, watch Alice in Borderland, which I've talked about on this very podcast before, so I won't go into it. But it's a much better death game show.
2: <laughs> yeah i will say i i liked squid game i watched it i've been you know i binged it all pretty quickly but i do remember it coming out and having like such this big hype machine again it mm-hmm, had yeah. such a big hype and i think it was because a lot of people it was probably the first korean things that they were seeing obviously not everybody i'm not trying to say that like we're the only people who watch korean things but <laughs> you know like i do feel like a lot of people who i know normally wouldn't watch anything with subtitles watched yep. it because of the hype and then it was like so different to anything else that they'd seen that it was really like mind-blowing to them Whereas it's like I- when people
1: saw parasite and was like oh my gosh korean cinema have you
2: guys That's-
0: heard of korea like yeah
2: <laughs> exactly so i can't but it's decide. good
0: we want the normies oh to yeah remember. totally
2: 100 and that's that's the thing it's a great way to introduce people mm-hmm. Same as parasite like this is what we want but i do think if you have watched any korean tv shows or like horror films or whatever i don't think squid game will blow you away i think mm-hmm. you'll okay. enjoy it i think it's good but i don't think that it showed me anything that i sort of thought oh my god that's wild like it was just kind of like oh that's a bit brutal okay
1: cool I, I mean kind of like also considering one of my favorite films is battle royale like it's probably um, not quite gonna get to that yeah. I, know, I know it's not gonna get to that level so <laughs>
2: good though yeah battle that's... royale is way way better
1: yeah. battle royale it's like it's one of those films i could honestly like any day i could happily stick mm-hmm. it on Cause I uh, don't. It's just like it's just like ah oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that meme. It's just like let me just put on my comfort movie. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: it's battle royale, yeah. Uh, and it's just like
1: ah oh, yes. <laughs> uh Beat Takeshi being an absolute legend in it. <laughs> the teacher. <laughs>
0: oh yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Just that classroom scene.
0: Like, it, yeah, that sticks with you.
1: Love it. Yeah.
0: Liz, was there anything else you wanted to mention?
2: Um, yeah, so my my last one is actually something that I watched today. Um, not purposely, I just sort of was scrolling through. Um, it, we, I don't know. Do you have Now TV in America? Like, on- I don't, I don't think we do. If we do, no, I don't know about like, it. it. It's like a Sky like streaming service, basically. Okay. Um, but on Now TV at the moment, they've added Watcher by Chloe. Oh.
0: Yeah. It
2: came out last year,
0: right? Yes. Yes. So they added
2: it and I sort of I was like, Oh yeah, I'll give that a go. I feel like I've heard, you know, a few people in the horror community sort of being like, This is a banger and thought, female director, down for that. The girl whose name you're gonna have to remind me from It Follows, Uh, Micah Is it Micah? Oh
1: oh uh Micah Munro. Micah Monroe.
2: Yeah, see, I did yeah. remember it. Um, yeah, she's the 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 lead girl in it, and it's basically she moves into this apartment in Romania, I believe, with her her Romanian husband. Um, she doesn't speak the language. Um, he's always at work, very busy, and she's at home in this apartment. And she starts to notice that there's a guy in the building opposite, like staring at her every night. Oh. She starts to sort of like get a bit paranoid thinking like this guy's watching me and then again this isn't a spoiler this is literally like just the basic premise of the film but there's also like a serial killer going around killing women so then it's like she starts to think like is this connected and it's just a really interesting little thriller about like Who is the watcher? Like, if you're, like, paying this much attention to someone who you think is watching you, are you the watcher? Or, you know, it's Mm -hmm. there's loads of, like, little bits where you think that something's going to happen and then it doesn't or you don't think that something's going to happen and it does. Um, Obviously, it's a lot more difficult for her because she doesn't speak the language there. So every time she sort of tries to get a bit of help or advice, she's got no one to speak to feels very isolated um yeah I just thought it was a really fun little thriller I don't think it did anything maybe that you haven't seen before but it was it was really it kept me on the edge of my seat and I was really sort of intrigued all the way through where it was gonna go so yeah, Yeah. that's Mm stream now I would highly recommend
1: I think it might be on Shudder as well over here maybe um, like i think i've I, like i've definitely seen it like in places and that's one of those ones where i've been like oh maybe and then not but no you've, you've definitely piqued my interest on that one
2: it's only an hour and a half as well so it's like the perfect yeah. kind of like sunday evening movie mm-hmm. you know it's like i say it won't it probably won't blow your mind but it was a really enjoyable little thriller
1: yeah yes. and i i do like michael Monroe as well like oh, yeah, she she's, she's she's one of those actresses that when she pops up it's like oh yeah (laughs) She
2: was she's absolutely stunning in it as well like i literally i felt mesmerized every time she was on the tv i was just like this woman is so beautiful um yeah yeah recommend
0: something that watcher did that i really liked that isn't a spoiler because it's a filmmaking choice um It really puts us in her perspective, like, in her POV really well. There are scenes where people are having conversations around her in a language she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. And we don't get English subtitles because we're in her perspective and she doesn't understand what's going on, so neither do we. And I saw some people complaining about that on Letterboxd, and I was like, dude, that's the point. Like, why would we understand if she doesn't? I do love it when films do
1: stuff like that. Me too. um, So, okay, I was watching um, Personal Shopper
0: with um, Mm -hmm.
1: Kristen Stewart and I thought that that they were doing that in it, like not having subtitles for the French just to really – I was like, oh, wow, that's a really great choice because it just highlights her isolation. And and then I realised that, no, for some reason, the streaming site I was watching on the subtitles were just broken.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so I anyway.
2: recently actually there's someone in like there's like a horror critics chat on twitter and one of the guys in there put the other day that they'd watched like an entire indian film that they'd been sent a screener of without subtitles thinking that it, that was how it was meant to be that you were just meant to sort of interpret it and he reviewed it and said like he said it was really good as well like just from his yeah. interpretation and then afterwards yeah. he got sent another version like with the subtitles added. And was like, I,
1: I I would be so curious as to how how like accurate he was just too, kind of uh, getting the vibes versus mm-hmm. like with subtitles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I love that he went with it yeah. and reviewed That's it good. positively. Like yeah. I think that speaks to his strength as a film Absolutely. critic too yeah. to just be like, this is what I've been given. I'm gonna review what I've been given like very cool interpretation of that whole it, thing, I think it just goes to show that anything you watch, really i know that there's a
2: term for it that's come out recently and i can't think what it is but like it really is based on like your personal viewing experience and mm-hmm. what you take from something like a film could be so different for one person than it can be for another i can't oh, remember 100%. What the term is, that Someone said it recently, like a term for that, but I can't think what it is now. I mean,
1: that's kind of one of the things that I'm going to get sappy. Sorry, that's one of the things I love Do about I. ghouls
0: because
1: yeah. we all have such different kind of approaches, and we'll all feel like completely different things about the same thing, and but at the same time, we kind of just respect that we all have very different points of views on. Mm-hmm. Things and that's kind of like just I think like that's one of the things in horror that you know we should celebrate that we all kind of like have different feelings. Yeah. We should celebrate that we all have feelings, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you make me acknowledge my feelings, I guess. <laughs> no, I'm with you though. That is a beautiful yes. thing about this community that you know we're a part of is that we're just sort of like you know what I love that you love that not for me, yes. and we just move yeah. On. Yeah. 100%. Well, um, I am excited to tell you both about a couple things I've been watching. Um, So, the first one I want to mention, I know that you loved last year, Liz. I finally watched Candyland. <gasps> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, you're going to say you hated it, aren't you? No. <laughs> I loved it. Oh. <sighs> good I absolutely loved it Sarah have you seen Candyland I haven't and I really okay. really want to <laughs> um big recommend mm-hmm. so yeah it I think it it maybe premiered at Fright Fest last year maybe it was at other festivals too I'm not sure but I learned about it because of the Fright Fest hype of it last year and um it takes place in the 90s it's about a truck stop in the U.S. where Um, People are doing sex work and some killings start to happen. And there's also like a religious cult aspect to it. I really cared about the characters. Mm -hmm. I didn't necessarily see where it was going to go. I thought the kills were really impactful. Mm -hmm. So I just went on a ride with it and I loved it. Yeah.
2: I think the big thing for me and I I reviewed it for Ghouls and it was the mm-hmm. main thing that I focused on is that I just even on that first watch at Fright Fest I think it was the last film on the Saturday night so you know I'm I'm two three days in deep of sitting in that cinema and it just I fell in love with the characters so quickly like they they're so endearing from the very first shot they do something happens in the very first like opening scene one of the girls does something and you're kind of like oh my god but then you're also like that's hilarious like yeah I've never that. seen something like that love before you. and I was like I love that yeah and it just makes you think like yes I love these and they've got such this like lovely family bond this dysfunctional mm-hmm. family of sort of outsiders who have just ended up together and yeah i just love them and that that's what what keeps you going throughout the whole film i think when things start to get dark you you really care about what's going to happen to them yes but then there is also some scenes that will make you want to crawl inside yourself
0: and mm-hmm. cry Yes, yes, they're so gross. <laughs> yes, they are. There's some <laughs> nasty, nasty violence. Now so. yeah,
1: that's a poster quote that's yeah. needed. Will make you want to crawl into yourself and cry.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So that's a big recommend. If anybody was unclear on that, mm-hmm. like um, to. and then I watched a very weird movie. Called it's from 2008,
2: <laughs> yes, of course, and it's
0: called rest stop rest stop don't look back and it's a sequel to a movie called rest stop that came out i think in 2007 i think just a year before these movies are so weird (laughs) like okay i don't even know how to talk about them i like the second one better than the first one because i think the second one makes the first one make more sense If you've ever seen sequels like that, like, I think the first one needs the second one. And I think the second one is also just a better movie anyway. So the first movie, Rest Stop, I was like, oh, this is going to be a nasty slasher about killings at a rest stop. It is not. It's about sort of like this young couple are on a road trip. They stop at a rest stop And there's almost like a supernatural time loop thing of women going missing and this ghost that hunts them. And it's really sort of hard to tell while you're watching it, like what's real and what's not. And when I watched that movie, I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, that was very weird. And then I watched the sequel. And first of all, it feels much more like a nasty 2000s movie, which I like. So I was like, cool. at At minimum, we've got that. But it also adds some backstory that makes the first movie make more sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it like has a more impactful way to wrap up. So if anybody out there is listening to this and going like, oh, I will- that sounds interesting. like I do think you should watch both of them. But I think the second one is better. I know that's very weird and specific.
2: I've <laughs> literally never heard of that yeah. in my life. <laughs> And I yeah, thought that I was is. quite well-versed on sort of noughties horror. But- and you are,
0: Liz. Yeah. It's just that I dig, I was digging deep. You do
2: it an amber. And- I was <laughs> trying to, yes.
0: Because um, I, yeah, I was like, oh, I've never seen these. Like, how did I miss these? Probably because they're so weird. <laughs> but if you're yeah. ever like, i'm in the mood for sort of a supernatural slasher mystery 2000s like hey there they are for you yeah. <laughs> i'll be honest i'm a little bit scared
2: to watch anything that you
0: recommend because the last oh, time no. i
2: watched something that you recommended i had a really bad time with it and oh, I, can't sorry. That. I can't even remember what it was called it now. was captivity captivity that's i'm all. sorry really-
0: about that <laughs>
2: Oh, it was so gross. Was I know. It was so gross. I'm sorry.
0: I feel really bad about <laughs> no, that.
2: No, I love you. I think it was, a, it was, um. no, I think that was just a one-off because I think you and I tend to have like quite similar tastes. We both love we the do. horror. But yeah, that one just really did not sit well with me. Almost it almost is really nasty. Ill. Ill.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, as long as it's
0: not like that, I think I'll, I'll seek you out. It's not like that. Okay. It's very weird. And it's not so nasty and violent and it's not, you know, captivity is so focused on bad things happening to one woman. It feels yeah. really bad. Yeah. Rest stop is just weird. So you'll have other characters to feel weird about. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the last thing I'll mention, I'm super excited about. Um, and it's a TV show that I haven't finished yet and I realize there is danger in recommending a show I haven't finished yet but I'm gonna do it anyway and it's called Blood Drive Ah, from 2017 Liz do you know this one I know
2: of it I haven't watched it but I feel like I remember when it came out there being a lot of talk about it is it something to do with this is an obvious guess now considering but is it something to do with like cars and yeah 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 some like car show or something and there's yeah that's yes I remember
0: so I had never heard of it until like last summer maybe and somebody described it to me and I just bought the blu-rays I was like I need to see this (laughs) um and I haven't watched it until recently I started it until recently so it takes place in 1999 but like post-apocalyptically like the United States has a earthquake that sort of cracks the country in half and water and food are really scarce but it's 1999 so they're like all the tech is a little bit older and in the future gasoline is really expensive or in the future whatever in the show gasoline is really expensive so people have engineered cars that run on human blood
1: oh (laughs) jeez
2: Uh, yeah yeah, hence
0: the title (laughs) yes and um so the focus of the show is on this race and so people are racing from la like to what they call the scar which is where the country cracked in half and it like it takes place over several days and there's a big prize for the winner but at every stop along the way if you're the last one you die so there's really high stakes to like keep up and and not die and they explode your head with this thing that's implanted in your brain um and so like i know each episode so far i'm only a few episodes in each episode has like a different theme like each town they stop in is like one is about local cannibals one is about like these mutant zombies kind of like chuds that come out at night One is about uh, an asylum where the patients are running it. And so like each movie or each episode feels a little bit like a movie of like, this is the thing we're doing. This is the subgenre we're exploring. And then in between, we've got racing muscle cars, which I adore and, you know, violence to feed the cars, which looks great on screen. So. I I feel like this show was invented for me and I'm really sad. I missed it when it was airing Um, and I'm sad that there's only one season, but so far I am just like, I just want to binge it until it's done.
1: That (laughs) That does sound fun. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: That sounds really good. I feel like I remember, I think one of my friends was watching it um, and said that it was like really fun but I I don't think I knew about the like the other aspects of it. I think I just knew the basic premise that like they ran on blood. So right. I think I probably just assumed that it was like they were just murdering everybody and trying to survive. I didn't realize that it had all the other like horror aspects and things. Yeah, Which awesome.
1: And like. like- Oh god. No, i was just gonna say uh, like i do love a good apocalyptic like theme town yes yeah. kind of thing it's 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 like i mean if the apocalypse happens tomorrow i'm going down the road and i'm taking over the local theme park and zoo Ooh, and i'm gonna okay. turn that into like my weird apocalypse settlement and Great idea. like feed people to the tigers if they piss me off that kind of thing
0: blood. maybe feed them to a car make a car <laughs> or, run out yeah. blood i don't know <laughs>
1: Run them over with the roller coaster or something. There you go. Yeah. That
2: sounds great. I wonder if there's anywhere that we can watch it over here. I have a feeling it was on Shudder here at some point.
1: Oh really? Possibly. I mean, I'm definitely gonna be like looking that up to see kind of thing. Yeah,
2: I think that could only be where my friend would have watched it. I can't imagine that it would have been anywhere
0: else. It was a sci-fi show. Like on the sci-fi channel um oh, sorry, maybe it was on that day, and no i idea. know in the u.s you can rent individual episodes which gets f- pretty expensive which is why i just decided to buy it yeah. instead um and i think the only like yeah i, I bought australian blu-rays Because the price was really good and I can play them. So, like, different regions have different, like, Blu-rays and DVD versions of this. So, I'm not sure how it's accessible where. It's not super easy to find.
1: No. The only thing I can find is that it's to buy on the Sky Store over here. Okay. So, I mean, that's just over here. So, I mean, if you have a VPN and uh, (laughs) kind of like can make your computer be from another country it might be worth checking but uh yeah yeah, over here legally it's just the sky store
2: yeah i wonder if maybe it was on like shudder or or sci-fi at one point but because there was only one season and it got cancelled maybe they just removed it
1: i definitely saw it like advertised at convention i went to years ago Um, like i definitely remember seeing like some like a big thing saying blood drive and like playing the trailer or something
2: maybe sci-fi then because they they do sponsor a lot of conventions over here you normally Mm. like if you go to a comic-con over here you can normally see the big sci-fi banners Hmm, interesting
0: yeah Mm. we'll try and have a look yeah i mean if you can rent the first episode and see if it's your vibe yeah yeah. and then maybe investigate how to watch the rest of it um i'm loving it absolutely adoring it so far yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you know, I think that is a good place to wrap it up for today. I always come out of these episodes with lots of new things for my list, which I love. So definitely lots of things to catch up on. Um, before we wrap up, Liz, where can people find you and follow your work online? Thank you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or, well,
2: whatever Twitter is now, or will <laughs> remain to be at kill underscore Lizd. Um, I'm also on Instagram on the same name. I'm also on Blue Sky, the new one, which not many people are on, but I think we'll get there eventually. Okay. Um, and that's the same, but with a dash instead of um, an underscore. And obviously, you can find me at Ghouls Magazine. That's
1: where you will find anything interesting. Awesome. <laughs> and Sarah, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter because I refuse to call it anything else. <laughs> um, stick it to the man. Um, yeah, I am at Sarah Jo Smiley. Um, same on Instagram when I actually remember to use it for anything other than just looking at videos of other people's pets. Um <laughs> and uh i do i have i have not uh shot into the blue sky yet so uh so it's just just uh those two but of course um you can find me on ghouls and soon we'll have up there i'm sure my uh glowing review of the new children of the corn <laughs> yes
0: can't wait for that five star <laughs> review coming soon
1: oh, i'm gonna add a six star just Ooh. to just to really drive home
0: <laughs> um And listeners, you can find me at Ari underscore Hellraiser on all the socials. And if you like what you heard today, please like and subscribe and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to us to. It really helps new listeners find us and all hail the algorithm. If you want more Ghouls podcast episodes, you can become a Ghouls member for just $4.99 a month. Check our show notes or head to ghoulsmagazine.com. And you can also follow Ghouls Meg on all your favorite social media channels. So for now, I've been your host, Arielle, and remember to keep it ghoulish.
1: I am ready for you. you me. We are here to cleanse ourselves of this world. Then we
0: will leave it.